Hey everyone, it's your girl Lexi Wilson and welcome to Conversations with Lexi. This is a podcast for leaders who desire to use their intuition to stand in their power, release toxic relationships, and own their truth. On this show, you're going to learn from me and other phenomenal leaders on how to reprogram your mindset, identify emotional abuse, and how to protect your energy so you can continue to do the work that you know you've been called to do. So grab a notebook and a pen because I'm sure you're going to take a lot of notes today. And let's get started on our episode. Hey, everyone. Oh, it is your girl, Lexi Wilson. Welcome to a brand new, the very first episode of Conversations with Lexi. And I'm so excited about this because one, this topic today is Fuego. I mean, fire. Okay. We are coming out the gate with content that is just boom. But also I'm excited because it's our first episode (laughs) and it's just awesome to be on a podcast. I've been podcasting for years in different channels, mediums, shows, all the things. And I love it. I love it because I'm such a natural, like I talk a lot. I mean, so it's just so easy for me to do it, but I love speaking and podcasting allows me to speak, to teach and to support and encourage you guys. And I also love listening to podcasts. I mean, because you can be washing dishes, you can do anything you want and still get great tools. So I'm so excited to be doing this episode today. And I'm also really excited because like I said, today's topic is just fire. So fire. (laughs) Which I know that makes me sound full of myself, but I know you know that this, I mean, look at the title, right? I mean, we're talking about how did you find yourself in a toxic relationship or a toxic company and what do you do about that? And that is just so necessary right now. Everyone needs this kind of conversation. And it was actually inspired by a friend of mine. So we'll dive into that. But before we get started into everything, Number one, make sure you have a pen and paper because you are going to be taking notes. I'm telling you, you're going to take notes. There's going to be quotes that you're going to want to remember. So please have pen and paper on hand unless you're driving or doing something where you can't do that, then that's fine. But then you're going to have to re-listen to it because it's going to be that good. So that's that's first things. But the next thing that I want to also let you guys know is I kind of want to give you a little bit of a warning because with this topic that we're discussing, it can be a little triggering. It can leave you feeling a little like, is this my fault? Is, Is this my fault? And I want you to know where I'm coming from, what my intention is, what I believe, so you can better understand why I speak the way that I speak and why I'm sharing this in the way that I'm doing so. Okay, so first off, I want you to know that I naturally speak with authority because I believe in the things that I'm saying. (laughs) I really believe in it. I speak with conviction. It's just my natural way of talking. You know, everyone knows me as Lexi, but my full name, my government name is Alexandria. And that's just not a name that you have when, you know, like it's, it's a name of power, (laughs) of conviction. So I naturally sound the way that my name is. So I want you to know that. Um, and I want you to know that I believe in self-healing. I believe that you and I are capable of healing our mindset, our bodies, all of that that our body naturally wants to seek out homeostasis, a way to balance everything. That's what our bodies want to do and our mind wants to do. That's my belief. But because of toxic behaviors, emotional abuse, all of that, we've learned to not trust ourselves. We've developed toxic patterns in our own selves and it gets in the way. And I, But at the core we have the ability to heal ourselves. And so because I believe in self-healing, I believe that the first step towards self-healing is self-responsibility. You have to first be responsible for yourself 
and value your healing in order to be able to heal, right? You have to place some importance on that. And so that's why today we're starting on talking about how you found yourself in a toxic relationship, because in order to be in a toxic relationship, there's something that's within you that you have to take responsibility for and you have to address and identify so you cannot repeat that sort of thing. And so I want to warn you (laughs) to know that I am not blaming you at all because at the end of the day, and I want you to write this on your piece of paper at the top, big letters, capital letters, this is not my fault. This is not my fault. And I want you to remember that as we go through this episode, because it's not. There are people and there are companies and industries and dogmas and blah, 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 that seek out to manipulate and control you. That's on them. That's a choice that they are making, an action that they are taking. That has nothing to do with you. You have to know that that exists out there, that there are people that are going to do that, right? So that's not your fault. This episode is here to empower you by educating you and giving you the tools to help you to stop experiencing being manipulated by toxic people, toxic behaviors, toxic belief systems, all of that sort of stuff. This is not here to blame you. But in order to stop that type of manipulation, we have to first see how did we open the door? How did we open the door? Right? So that way we can shut that door, lock it up, throw the key away and never allow it to be opened again. And that's what this episode is here to do. So we about to go hunting. We about to see where this door is. Okay, sis. So I'm excited today to talk about it. And this was inspired by a friend of mine who is going through it. And I'm going to get really vulnerable. I'm I'm a little shocked at how much I'm going to share today about my own story, but I need to be able to share this with you because it's important. And in order for you to be able to see it, you kind of have to see how it played out in somebody else's life so you can see whether or not it's playing out in your life the same exact way, which I imagine if you're here listening, it's because it has. So a friend of mine reached out and she was basically asking questions about toxic positivity and trying to get clear on what it actually is, whether or not she's dealing with that, and you know what, what to do with that. And I, what triggered that for her was that she's inside of an MLM, and MLMs really rely on toxic positivity to keep their team together, to keep them inside, um, to all these things. Now, this isn't unique to MLMs. A lot of different people, companies, all that stuff use the same tactics. But this is just the example that she was in. And she reached out to me because I left an MLM earlier this year after being in one for three years. And over the last few months during COVID, we've all dealt with awakenings personally, as well as globally, just new realizations. And I realized a lot of stuff about my former MLM and the tactics that my uplines were using, that everybody was using and not knowing, oh, whoa, these are toxic behavioral patterns. And so she wanted to kind of discuss that and get clarity because she felt confused. And that's a common thing that happens when you are dealing with somebody who's relying on exploiting you, manipulating you, controlling you. There's a lot of confusion as to whether or not what you're going through is manipulative behaviors. So as I'm helping her, I started to see how that happened to me. I was able to see the connection like, whoa, okay, this is how it happened. This is how it happened, and I didn't see it. So part of my story is three years ago, I had, uh, my co- I had my coaching business, and 
I had graduated from school with a master's in marriage and family therapy. I was working in therapy, all of that. But I found that I wanted to talk a little bit more about energy. I wanted to use more unconventional approaches to to help people heal. But I was limited within the therapeutic space. So, So I wanted to figure out another solution. And I also wanted the freedom of being an entrepreneur. I didn't love being an employee. So I decided to focus 100% on my coaching business. And I had had some success, but for the most part, because I was so new to business, I had no idea about marketing. I had no idea about really just creating a business and how how do you find clients consistently, all of that. I did what many people do. You ask for help. And I found this coach who could help me create a spiritual life coaching business. And I thought, yes, this is what I need. She's the answer to my prayer. And so we developed a relationship. I learned about who she was and how she helps people, you know, received some testimonies so I could see how she's helped other people in the past. And I signed up and hired her as my coach. And we started working together. And while we were working together, of course, when you develop a relationship with the coach, you have to pour your heart out. You have to share like, what are the the things that are standing in your way? What do you actually want? Where do you want to go? What's your dream? What's your purpose? And we're working through all of these things together. I can't believe I'm talking about this right now, (laughs) but I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay. Um, So as we're working through all of these things together, and she's helping me to really put my business together, she would talk about her other business, that she had the second business that she was doing. And in the second business that she was doing, she was running a team, and she had these girls, that they had this sisterhood, this awesome connection, this friendship. And I had recently gone through several transitions in my life. I had recently left my religion that I had been a part of since I was in utero. (laughs) My my mom was a part of it. My grandmother was a part of it. I mean, I was birthed into this thing. And I had recently left that community. And I had been homeschooled. I went to to college in that religion. So my whole world was that religion. So by leaving it, I mean, I lost everything. I lost everything. I had also just recently moved to um, the other side of the country, and so which I had never done before. And so I physically didn't have friends. I didn't have people that I felt connected to, so I felt really isolated. And then I had left my job recently to pursue being an entrepreneur and follow my dreams, follow my purpose that I knew I was supposed to be here to do. And was struggling. I wasn't able to consistently show up the way that I wanted to in my business and have the success that I was looking for. It would come and go. Some months were good, some months weren't. And I needed help. So I was in a vulnerable spot. And my coach knew that. My coach knew that, of course, because that's what she's here to do, right? That she's looking for people who are in that spot where they need support, they need help, and she has that support and help so that um, she can help me figure it out and move me forward. And that's where I was at. And so it allowed me to accept help from someone. And she was talking about how inside of her other business, these people were working together as a team, as a community to make a lot of money, to make a a difference in people's lives. She talked about how some of the people on her team were also coaches and they had their own different specialties and were able to use those specialties within their team, which only brought more value to what they were able to do. She talked about the charities that they would financially give to because they were making so much money. And I wanted that. I wanted the friendship because I didn't have it. I wanted the community because I had recently left my religion, my community. I wanted the independence, the financial uh, stability to be able to take care of myself and give to charity. Yes. And 
the more that I heard her talking about that, the more that I found myself asking questions. Well, how does, how does that work? What do you do? What is this? What is that? And after a few months of going up and down, I found myself inside of the MLM. And that took three years of my life of trying to figure things out, find success, go up and down, all the things. And that can be in a totally different episode. But I had to lead with that because there are certain things that I didn't realize until today when I was sharing my story with my friend that I realized that's how I was able to get bamboozled. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to say that word a lot today, so I hope it makes you giggle. But that's how I was able to find myself in a toxic company and in toxic relationships and toxic friendships because there were certain qualities that I was ignoring and certain things within myself that I was used to allowing that allowed me to be in that spot. And so I hope that by hearing today, you'll be able to see those things too so you can avoid this in the future. So the first thing that... I will start with, and again, remember, we're talking about ourselves. In, a, in another episode, I want to talk about more about how toxic people and toxic companies, what they actually do to manipulate you, to draw you in, right? But again, before we can self-heal, we have to take self-responsibility. So we have to first look at ourselves. And that's what we're doing on today's episode. So again, do not think that I'm blaming you. Remember, look at the top of your page. This is not your fault. But the first thing is that I was in a vulnerable spot, and so was my friend. When we found ourselves being attracted to an MLM, we were in a vulnerable spot. We were already needing something, and thus this is not bad. Being vulnerable is a strength. It's a strength. It's a superpower. It takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable, to be honest, to be clear, to be sensitive. It takes a lot of power to be able to do that. But there are some people out there who seek out your vulnerability because they know that it's easier to manipulate. It's malleable. They can change it. They can alter it. They can, they can do all these things to, to get you to do what they want to do because you're already needing. Now, sometimes because of that and because people don't know how to handle vulnerability and from a place of strength, they go into fear of appearing vulnerable because they know that there are people out there who look for the vulnerable and then seek to harm them. So instead they go the opposite and they're, they're like, I'm never vulnerable. I never need help. I never need, but that is a trauma response to the fact that they've also been hurt by someone who sought their vulnerability out to exploit them. That's not what we want to do. And that's not moving forward on these episodes. I want to help you to use your vulnerability as a strength so you don't find yourself going to the other side and believing that asking for help or needing help is a bad thing because it's not. But these people will seek that out within you. That's why, for example, with an MLM, and with my, um, my former upline, she honestly abused her position as a coach. Now, I don't blame her to be completely honest because we'll talk about in another episode, MLMs, it's, it trickles down, you know, and it becomes a, a pattern within the company uh, to use emotional abuse to manipulate and control and things like that. So it trickles down and you start to actually feel like you really are helping people and you really are, um, you know, alleviating their problems. So it's not always an intentional thing. There are some people out there who, who know what they're doing. They know they're lying. They know they're not telling the truth and they're seeking to manipulate you and exploit you. But there's a lot of people also within these types of things that that's not their goal. They just have also been manipulated so they don't see it the same way. And I get that. Um, so in this instance, that's what I, I definitely feel like that she didn't see it that way. But at the same time, it didn't matter that she didn't see it. It still ended in the same result. <laughs> and so here it is that I hire this person, a healer, a coach, a leader, and she used my vulnerability, my space of needing support to then uh, 
you know, switch it into an, a self-serving position. That's not good. That's not good. That's not something, you know, you know, that's not what we're supposed to do. It's not ethical. It's not right. And that's horrible. So, um, so that's the first thing. How do you find yourself in a toxic relationship? Number one, you're in a vulnerable spot. And so they seek out that vulnerability. That's not on you. Remember, that's not your fault. It's not bad to be vulnerable. Number two, you didn't have boundaries. This is something that I feel like for many women, we really struggle with because we're taught to not have them. We don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. We don't want to say no. We don't want to make people feel bad. We don't want to embarrass them. So when we know that someone has abused their power, has brought us pain, has lied to us, when we know it and we see it, we don't want to make them feel bad. So we just allow it. We just say, ah, that's just how people are. You know, I think of the amount of women that I hear that will say, oh, you know, that's just men. No, 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 no. <laughs> if you're in, in a relationship with someone who is causing you emotional harm and trauma, that's not just men. First of all, that's a boy because he's being immature. <laughs> that's number one, because real men don't do that. They don't do that. But two, a conscious man, a conscious person knows to not treat you in a way that's manipulative for their gain. So that's not just men, you know, but I see so many women will say that. That's just one example. I'm not saying all men are like that because we know that that's not the case. So I had to make sure I di differentiated between boys who can be immature, who don't have the tools, who don't know what they're doing, and men and conscious men. There's all these differences and nuances. But the point being that we can't blanket poor behavior as, oh, well, that's just something that that group does because that's not true. It's not true. Right. And so if you're, if you don't, if you're used to creating excuses like that for certain groups of people, for certain whatever, um, you're not exercising the, um, healthy boundaries in that space because then you're, you, you have the potential to allow these people to do certain things because you're not even holding them accountable. You're not even saying that's wrong. That's misbehavior. That's, you know, whatever. So you have to have healthy boundaries, you have to have healthy boundaries. You have to know what they are. You have to be willing to execute them. All of that, because when you're not toxic people and toxic companies will seek out the person who will not execute boundaries, who doesn't know what they are. Number three, you ignored your intuition. You ignored red flags. How many times have you found yourself in a friendship, in a relationship, at a job, with a company, whatever, and you knew something seems off, something doesn't feel right in my spirit, doesn't sit well with me, <laughs> but you ignored it because you needed the money. You didn't want to be alone. You weren't sure if you were, you were crazy. And by ignoring your intuition, you allowed this person to push past the boundary and continue to seek out to bring harm to you for their gain. So you can't ignore your intuition. You can't ignore those red flags. It's okay to be cautious. It's okay to, to find yourself saying, let me, let me evaluate, dig deeper here. It's okay to do that, but it is not okay to see something or feel something intuitively wrong and ignore that because you're afraid of loneliness. You're afraid of not having friends. You're afraid of having to uh, do something difficult on your own or whatever it is. You have to keep your wits about you. You have to trust your intuition, trust your gut, because the more that you don't, the harder it gets to hear that inner voice. Number four, you made excuses for someone. So you saw the red flags. You intuitively felt like something was wrong, but then you kind of made excuses. 
And that kind of ties back to point number two with the boundaries. It's all kind of connected here. But you see someone, a lover, a whomever doing something wrong, and you go, oh, but that's just what they do. Even though you know intuitively, no, that's not just, that's not okay. That's not okay. It brought you pain. It brought you trauma. It hurt you. And it's not, it's not okay. But if you continue to make excuses for someone, they rely on your ability to make excuses so that way they can continue to use their toxic behaviors to control and manipulate you and, and do whatever they will for their gain, not for yours. So it's important that you don't make those excuses, that you do identify these toxic behaviors, that you do understand what is happening, that you trust your gut, that you listen to your gut, you follow your heart, and you do you protect yourself, you protect your energy because the cost is so great. And we'll talk a little bit about in the next part, you know, what to do um, with this. But like I said, remember, go back to the top of that page if you're feeling like, oh, girl. Shots fired. (laughs) I get it. But remember, this is not your fault. This is not your fault. We're only seeing the door. We're seeing the door so we can see how we opened it and we can shut it and throw the key away. Number five, you undervalued yourself and your feelings. This is very common when you struggle with low self-esteem. Um, I struggled with low self-esteem for years. Oh my goodness. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of women. I mean, we, you know, we struggle with that sometimes because the world profits off of our insecurities. So they tend to trigger that all the time. Um, but I really undervalued my intuition, my worth. I didn't, I, I didn't trust myself. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that I grew up around toxic patterns as a child. So I learned to not trust my own voice. And as an adult, it manifested in situations where then I find myself connected to relationships and companies that use the fact that I don't trust myself because that's my door, right? That's the door. I don't trust myself. So that company knows she doesn't trust herself. She doesn't trust her feelings. She doesn't trust her intuition. So it's going to be easy to manipulate this girl because she doesn't even trust herself. So we'll let her know that she can trust us. We can tell her what to think. We can tell her what to do. So that's another way that you can find yourself in a toxic relationship or a toxic company. And number six is you were either taught to see abusive behaviors or uh, emotional abuse as normal or you weren't taught at all. And so no one told you what it looked like. And so now you find yourself in a situation where you don't even know how to spot it because you've never seen it before or it's never been called out in that way. That is so common for so many of us. We've been, we've been in homes where people crossing our boundaries was normalized where people insulting us was normalized, where people saying you don't know anything so that way you don't trust yourself is normalized. So as adults, we don't know then how to use those skills. We don't know how to trust our intuition. We don't even know how to tell if it is our intuition or if it's just a fleeting thought. You know, I mean, most people do not know how to be able to tell the difference between those things. And, and then we raise children and we don't teach them either because we don't know. We don't know what, what we're doing. And when you think of the fact that prior to this year of 2020, most people didn't even value things like emotional healing, personal growth and personal development. I think there's, beca- there's an awakening now because we're realizing just how damaging it is to not have uh, personal development and personal growth and spiritual healing and emotional wellness skills. We are understanding that now, but we, that we are in 2020, you know, and this is still not the, the norm. We don't learn this in school. Nobody teaches us how to cope. Nobody teaches us how to identify when we're losing it emotionally and we need help. 
You know, it's still sort of taboo to even admit that you have a counselor or a therapist or a coach, you know, where it's a lot for us to all have to try to figure out on our own. And as a result, we don't end up figuring it on our own. So we're walking around traumatized and then re-traumatizing people because we don't know what we're doing. It's, it's insane when we really think about that. But if you've never were taught these things, it's really hard to spot it when it's happening to you. And it's also tough to spot when you're doing it to someone else. And that's why I'm here. That's my passion. This is my passion because I struggled with all of it. I struggled with doing toxic things and I struggled with having toxic things being done to me and not being able to see it. I didn't know that that was not normal and that it was not good and that it was contributing to my poor mindset, my low self-esteem, my lack of trust, my unhappiness, my self-harm, my anxiety, my spiritual lostness. I didn't realize that all of that was contributing to why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. And it wasn't until I started to do this next part, which is talking about now what? Now do you know these things? What do you do so that you can prevent people from manipulating you, it wasn't until I started to do these things that that's when I began the process of healing myself so I could now shut that door and not allow somebody else to walk through it. So let's talk about that. You have these six steps. You recognize, okay, I get it. I see how that door was open. Now I see it. What do I do? And these are, these are just six things, but there's so, many, there's so many other things, and I'm sure I'll talk about them in a future episode, but I don't want to, you know, we can go on for hours just trying to identify how did you end up in a toxic relationship. So now let's talk about what to do, what to do with this information. Okay, so the first thing is educate yourself on topics like boundaries, toxic positivity, emotional abuse, and mindset. That's the first thing you have to do when you realize I am in a toxic relationship or I have, you know, been touched by that sort of thing, whether it's in my friendships and my job, whatever it is, you have to start to educate yourself on what these things actually are. Because the lack of education, not being able to see the signs, not knowing what it looks like and, and how it's affecting you is what they use to control you and manipulate you because you don't even know what you're looking at. You have no idea. So you have to be able to, to call it a thing, to see it. And education is that way. Now, the fact that you're here, you're educating yourself. You're beginning the process, or maybe you've already been on that journey of processing and learning what is the truth? What is this thing? So that's the first thing. The second thing is to distance yourself. If, you, if at all possible, whether it's leaving the job, leaving the MLM, leaving the religion, leaving the relationship, leaving the friendship, whatever you can to create distance between you and that entity or person who is manipulating you, take it. Because the more that that person is in your life, the more confusing it gets and you'd start to, they, they rely again on using things like confusion, causing you to doubt yourself in order to keep you in the bubble. So it's important that you distance yourself. Now, sometimes when we're talking about people like family, it's not that easy, right? You can't just cut someone off all the time. Um, now I will say, you know, sometimes you have to do that even when it is family, because Trauma is trauma, abuse is abuse, and you're not here to live on this earth so you can be abused by people just because they do it in the name of family. That's not acceptable. Um, so you still have to recognize that you're allowed to do even that, even if it's family. But, at, and, and family would not, someone who, who is trying to be there for your highest good is not going to use that to exploit you and manipulate you into doing what they want you to do, which is ultimately continue to stay in a relationship where they can harm you. That's not somebody who wants things for your highest good. So you have to distance yourself and you have to cut it off if you have to. Um, that's the second thing. The third thing is practice setting boundaries. 
This doesn't always have to mean doing it within that relationship immediately because it might be hard for you to do that. But doing things like saying no more often. A lot of people pleasers who find themselves in toxic relationships struggle with saying no. They struggle with just owning the fact that I don't want to do that. I don't want to go with the status quo. I don't want to just keep the peace at the sacrifice of my mental health. I don't want to do that. And they struggle to do that because they've been taught that it is not safe for them to to execute their boundaries, to say, this is not something that I feel comfortable doing. So instead, they find themselves just pleasing people to get along. But then as a result, they leave themselves in constant uh, um, anger, not being in peace with themselves in order to keep the peace outside of themselves. It's not, it's not good. And it drives you crazy. And you're not here to drive yourself crazy, nor are you here to be surrounded by people who want to drive you crazy. That's not what this life is for. So you have to practice setting boundaries, even if it's outside of the relationship, so you can begin to set boundaries within the relationship by doing things like saying no, learning about conflict resolution, learning how to state your needs in a way that can be heard, learning how to manage your, your emotions so you don't lose it. Because it's really easy to become so angry um, that, that people don't listen to you because you've lost it. You lost control or whatever, or you now said, I mean, I've done that in the past when I was first really learning how to manage my emotions. In order to create boundaries, I became very angry. And so it was easy for me to lose my temper. But the, the way that losing my temper served me was it created a boundary. People knew, don't push her because if you push her, she is going to lose control. <laughs> but it also undermined what I was saying. It undermined me because then people were like, well, I'm not going to listen to her. She's irrational. She's out of control. And they would use it to invalidate me. So you have to learn how to manage your emotions, manage your temper, gain control of yourself. Or maybe you don't have a temper and instead you went to the opposite side where you're just like stone cold, you know, and you stonewall, you disconnect from your emotion. That's not managing your emotion either. That's just as damaging as losing it altogether. So you have to learn how to manage the emotion, set those boundaries, say no, practice conflict resolution so you can get your point across, so you can communicate what it is that you need, what you will and won't allow, and then be able to to execute that and hold that boundary firmly. Now, I know that's a lot. It's a lot to have to learn how to do all these things, to educate yourself on these tools, to get these things in place. That is why people like me and many other coaches are out there trying to help you guys through podcasts, through personal coaching, through group coaching and group programs to help you to understand how to create healthy boundaries and how have healthy communication and stand up for yourselves and identify these sorts of things because it can be hard to try to figure it all on your own. And remember what I said, no one's teaching us this stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do break out into song quite often. No one is teaching us this, you guys. We're just expected to learn it. Where? How? Who's teaching us? I'm so grateful that I went to school and I studied psychology and behavioral science and all these things because that's the only way that I was learning this stuff. No one was teaching me. No one was teaching me. So it's important then you that you take this upon yourself to hire help. Get a coach because it is hard to try to figure this out. Can you figure it out on your own? Of course you can, but it's hard sometimes to try to do it all on your own. And it can take you years to do it on your own, to read every book that's out there, to find all the different theories and put it all together and then create a practical, tangible step-by-step plan on how you're going to manage your temper, manage your emotions, identify toxic behaviors, be able to learn how to say no, how to have healthy communication skills, how to identify emotional abuse. And it's hard to do that all on your own. So having a coach who's already mapped that out for you and can help you to see all these things, it's it's amazing. It's phenomenal. And you'll get there so much faster. So hire somebody. That's That definitely can help you if you're recognizing, yeah, I struggle with setting boundaries. I struggle with knowing how to say no, knowing how to ha- practice healthy con- conflict resolution and all of that. 
what are we at? One, two, three, four. Okay. Number four is heal the part of you that allows people to mistreat you. Mm. Mm. Now, these are large concepts. Okay. So I want you to know that although I want you to write this down, this is the larger concept that will be broken down through our episodes as we work together in the future. We will break this down even further. We'll have episodes on how to say no, how to practice healthy conflict resolution, how to identify toxic positivity and emotional abuse, how to change your mindset, how to heal. So you, I will help you go through this. Um, so don't feel like, oh, well, this is great, but what do I do? Right? But I'm just giving you the roadmap here. So you can maybe start the journey, but you got to heal that part of you that allowed that to happen because until you heal the part of you that finds it acceptable, you will continue to find ways to attract it to yourself. I did this. I saw that within my religion, I was being manipulated to believe certain things about certain people, about myself as a woman about myself as a person and what my role and purpose here was on this earth. I was being controlled since I was a child to believe certain things that were not, didn't sit well with me. And I'm so grateful that within myself, I knew to challenge it because many people don't know to challenge it. So they find themselves then repeating it as they get older because it's their culture. It's what they've learned to do. But I'm grateful that, that something within myself found it worth questioning But because I hadn't healed that part yet, I found myself right back in a similar scenario by being a part of an MLM. I hadn't identified yet what emotional abuse looked like. I didn't even know the term toxic positivity that didn't even exist. I didn't understand healthy boundaries I was, I, I, in my understanding, because of my culture, my society, my gender, all of these things, I was taught that sometimes by having boundaries, I was actually being disloyal, that having boundaries, I was being selfish. How many times have you been called selfish when you said no to something because it hurt your feelings or no because it didn't work with your schedule or no because you didn't feel safe with that person? How many times have you been called to feel like something's wrong with you because you won't allow something to happen? I think of, you know, with children, we do that often when we force them to hug someone that they don't want to hug. We're teaching them to ignore their own internal dialogue that says, I don't physically feel comfortable doing that. And instead we say, oh, you know, whatever, who cares? Uncle so-and-so wants a hug. Give him a hug. Right? And we've all dealt with that. I dealt with that as a kid. Like it's, it's normal. Our parents probably did too. They probably dealt with it as children too. It's what we were taught to ignore our intuition, to ignore ourselves for, to accommodate somebody else. And it wasn't, it's not always with bad intent. It's not like our parents, you know, were out there being like, I don't care how you feel. I hope this hurts you and brings you trauma. Like that's not always the case. Of course, there are cases where that's true, but that's not always the case, but it's just, we didn't know. But until you begin to heal that side of you that allows yourself to say, it's okay for me to ignore my intuition. It's okay for me to ignore red flags. It's okay for me to undervalue the way that I feel. Until you begin that process, you'll seek it out in something else, in another relationship, in another job or another company that does the wrong thing, all of that. You know, I had um, a friend who was working for a company and the company was known to do some shady things. I mean, sadly, we've all we've all probably worked with companies that have done some shady things in this in this society that we live in, which just sadly very normal. But this person knew that the company was doing a lot of shady things. And then years into them working into the company, that same company had an employee do some actions that was shady to the company. And the company, of course, was upset. But here's the reality. If you're willing to do shady things, you're going to attract people who are willing to do shady things, and then they might bite you right back and do it to you, right? So until you heal that piece that allows yourself to do that, you'll attract it to you. 
And so that's where it's important. I had to heal that part and I have to heal it every day because it's real easy for me to feel really guilty for putting up boundaries because my culture has taught me that I'm not allowed to do that as a woman. I'm not allowed to do that if I want to be a good family member, a good friend, a good lover, a good whoever. I'm not allowed to have boundaries. What do you think this is? I I find myself sometimes having those thoughts and so I have to continuously heal that piece of myself so I don't find myself continuing to go back into relationships and communities where that's allowed, where it's normalized. So you have to heal the belief. You have to heal your mindset. You have to work on your self-esteem. You have to work on protecting your energy. And like I said, I know that this is a lot. This is where coaching comes in. This is where support comes in because they can break it down. If you're a client of mine, I'm able to actually hear your unique story and break it down so you can begin to create new skills that will allow you not to repeat this sort of thing. And on these episodes in the future, we again, we'll dive deeper in. And lastly is you have to develop your intuition and your self-trust. Because I personally believe, like I said at the beginning, I believe in the power of self-healing. I think that each of us were born with an internal uh, clock, you know, where we, or weight system or something within ourselves where we just felt like something is wrong. Even if we didn't, um, even if we don't know what it is, we can't tell, but we can just, we can tell that something doesn't feel right. And I believe that that shift, that ability to feel the shift is the intuition. That's the energy. Everyone has it. Men, women, children. We see it most in children because children haven't been inundated with the nonsense (laughs) yet. So when they're children, we can see it very well. They're able to really just intuitively know "Mm, that person's not safe. That person's not this, that person, we, they are able to tell very easily. And over time we lose that because we learn to not trust ourselves. So in order to get back to protecting your energy, um, avoiding people who are going to harm you, you have to get back to that childlike ability to trust yourself to know something is off and that will help you to avoid allowing that door to keep opening because in the next episode, we'll talk about the traits that people who are toxic and people who rely on toxic behavior or patterns, which are two different people. There are people out there who are intentionally toxic. They have decided I am not going to work on my healing. And as a result, they themselves have become toxic. And then there are people who do not intend to hurt you, but they use toxic behavioral patterns because it's all they know, because they didn't realize that that was bad, because it was normalized, whatever it is. And most of us, myself included, have done toxic behavioral patterns at some point in our lives because we just didn't know better. That's different. So in the next episode, we'll talk about what those actions are. And, and, you know, really look at that, but it's important for us to be able to see how did we let that in? Because now that we know how we let that in, then we're able to see it when it's coming at us and we're able to close that door real quick and be like, I'm not the one, honey. I'm not the one. When you've worked on your self-esteem, when you've healed that piece of yourself that allows people to, to say things to you that you know aren't true, when you've, allowed, when you've worked on um, creating healthy boundaries and being able to stand in your power, when you know how to trust your intuition and you know when your intuition is going off, that's, that's something. I'm working with a client right now on how to identify when her intuition is going off because sometimes we get so distracted by life. And by people continuously harming us as children, as adults, that we lose touch with our own intuition. But when you are in touch with your power, it's really hard for a toxic person or someone who wants to use toxic behavioral patterns to be able to manipulate and control you because you know who you are. So you have to know that you have to work on these things and you have to make it a priority that you heal these areas so you don't allow toxic people to keep coming into your life and cause you more harm and confusion. 
So I would love to know what you think about today's episode. I hope you took tons of notes. If you did, please screenshot it and tag me over on Instagram or just reach out to me, DM me and let me know what you thought about this because I am really excited to have this conversation with you guys on Instagram and hear what you took away, what you gleaned from this. Um, There's so much more to come. I'm really excited to be able to help you guys understand more on on this stuff. Right now, I'm actually working on a five-day kind of journal challenge, and I'm working on it right now, so it'll, it'll be out soon, but it'll be absolutely free, and it'll be for anyone who joins the email list, and every day for five days, you'll learn different things about setting boundaries, whether it's learning how to say no, how to tell if someone is being toxic, how to trust your inner voice, how to set those boundaries, how to let those people go if you have to, right? So that's the breakdown of a lot of the things that we talked about today so that you can get those practical steps moving forward and it'll be absolutely free. So be, um, definitely follow me over on Instagram so that you'll know when it's out. I'm in my stories every day and you can find me at, uh, at the Lexi Wilson and that's T-H-E-L-E-X-I-E. Do not forget the E, honey, L-E-X-I-E. Okay. Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N. I'm sure I'll put the links somewhere in the show notes that way you can just easily connect it there. But I would love to hear from you to see what you got, what you gleaned from this. And then also so you can know when the um, challenge is available for you guys to start doing that and get some tools because you ain't trying to be manipulated moving on from moving from here. Nope. It's not happening, boo. It's not happening. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I'm excited about the next episode. Oh, that's going to be good. We're going to talk all about how to tell when someone is being toxic um, and the the ways that toxic companies uh, tend to manipulate us or co- toxic people tend to manipulate us. So it's going to be a good episode. You're not going to want to miss that. So I will see you guys next week. And I thank you so much for taking time out to tune in. I'm sending you nothing but love. Stay positive. Stay hopeful and protect your energy. See you next week. 